Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 195. I'm your host, Brian. Joining this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. N- nothing witty? Nah, you guys weren't getting my song lyrics. <laughs> and uh, we've got Ian. Hey. That was enthusiastic, right? So, uh, so boy, <laughs> the next person following that up has got quite the challenge. So why don't you go ahead and go, Mad Cat? Hello, hello. How you doing? Oh, success. And of course, the <laughs> dumbass himself. Coming for Jesus. <laughs> well, you, if, if you're going to do it for someone, that seems appropriate. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Oh, not too bad. Saw the uh, saw the Black Panther today. And how saw was that it? yesterday? Yep, I was going to say, I think you saw it yesterday. How'd you, th- how'd you like it? I liked it. It was real good. I thought it was great. Yeah, Although I did, uh, I did troll everybody saying, you know, I didn't understand why they set the whole thing in Africa. And, you know, the, the cast was mostly black. And Brian's like, I'm not seeing a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's one that's gotten a lot of attention both ways. I mean, the um, there was apparently a group of white supremacists who got on Twitter, found pictures of abused women, put them on there and claimed that it was either them or their girlfriends getting beaten up at Black Panther careers because the black people wouldn't let them in to see the movie. Okay. And yet every single picture was then found, well, this is actually from 2017 and was a makeup test for such and such, or this was actually a really a woman who was beat up by her actual boyfriend. And so it's like, oh my God, what is wrong with people? Lots. And yet it's broken records left and right. It um, had the biggest pre-sales in history it's um the biggest february opening in history um, did it beat deadpool for a february opening i believe so i believe well, it but, actually wow. did. well wait hold on but it's not rated r is it no so 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 they're not com- so you really can't compare the two well but but we're talking about um biggest overall this isn't just superhero movies this is biggest deadpool had gained the biggest february opening black panthers taken oh, really? it from okay it. Um, well, it's also, even with the not, the other movies that were, you know, the summer blockbuster stuff, it's keeping up there and, um, competing really well against them. Hmm. And it's the highest Marvel universe movie, ri- um, on Rotten Tomato now with 97%. Really? So yeah, Black Panther is wow. definitely, um, showing its strength. Well, here's the thing is that Deadpool still holds the record for the, you know, for February highest R-rated. attendance for R rated. Yeah. And, and and I and the only thing that's going to beat it is probably Deadpool two, right? <laughs> well, I don't think. Well, that's yeah, but Deadpool two, <laughs> Deadpool two is not coming out in February. So oh, right, when is it coming out? Nope. Like the heart of the season this time? It's like May. This I think. Yeah, yeah. right as the season starting. Right. So this time mm-hmm. we can have a real opening instead of instead of you know pushing it back to February, right? Yeah. No, this will be a pretty good movie for a pretty good year for superhero movies. All in all. We got quite a bit coming out. I'm looking forward to it. Very good. So when is your call? I, I, oh. I talk more about Black Panther, but I don't want to spoil it. Go out, see it, enjoy it. Very good. So you you have you didn't put your conference in here, and maybe that's best because who knows if this will be up in time. But uh, when, when is it? Yeah, yeah. When, when is it? Uh, Whimsycon is first weekend of March, March second, third, and fourth. So we will do our best to get this out. So I will be there all weekend, which means I probably won't be on the next podcast. Okay, because that's when we podcast next. Yep, that's fine. So we'll try. We'll try and get this out before. Then. All right. All right. Very good. And all right. So I guess time for Mad Cat to tell us what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. 
Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. Yeah. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Music to my ears. Music to my ears. <laughs> I've gotten pretty good at that, I think. Yeah, you sure have. You, know, you should be an official spokesperson for the Dumbass Media Network. Well, you just have to write it out for me so I can read it. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, I'll forget. (laughs) Two out of five women masturbate to their co-workers' social media pictures. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah, bring it on. Apparently, uh, this number even uh, topped the amount of men who say that uh, they get off to social media pictures. Okay, which I don't buy. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I buy that only thirty nine of them fessed up to it, thirty nine percent. But I don't buy I don't buy that it, that it's only that that it's that low. <laughs> well, I'd have to look up the survey, but on the radio they were talking about the survey that says eighty five percent of women have admitted to looking at porn at work, while it was significantly lower for men. Yeah, men so... have learned how to avoid getting caught. That's all. <laughs> no, they, 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 these weren't getting caught. These were people admitting to a survey saying, have you done this at work kind of thing. Yeah. And so on the survey, 85% of women said they have, while uh, I want to say it was in the 60% for men, 60-something. So We should point out that there's a sample bias here. Okay, uh, Because it's sure. a, this is a survey conducted by a porn and lifestyle website. Mm. <laughs> Sure. Anyway, it's kind but, of know, funny. So, so what 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 did, what did they tell us about this? Well, there's a uh, there's one interesting statistic here um, that that I, kind of strikes me as interesting. Uh, it says only 21 percent of guys thought their female coworkers would masturbate to their photos. Which that they they say that like that it's that like it's low, but isn't that a little high? What what was the percentage? Twenty-one percent of guys thought that their female coworkers would masturbate to their photos. Like, how, how do you get to that point where somebody asks you, "So, do you do you think uh, your female coworkers masturbate to your pictures?" Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure they do it. Really? Well, I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't I don't know what these guys look like, but they're probably not masturbating to mine. Yeah, same here. I was thinking that's like, yeah, mine were. If, if you're getting off on mine, you really have some interesting fetishes. <laughs> You know, ever from accounting, I bet she masturbates to me like five, six times a day. <laughs> How many I, women I are into beer not, guts? I, I'm thinking it's probably not the pictures themselves, but the fact that they know the person and, you know, they, they're not necessarily thinking about the appearance of the person, but the, about the person's personality. Or we're missing out on a whole segment of porn called beer guts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the dad bod is in these days. Right, exactly, right? So so maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe, huh? Maybe I better put some old photos up is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here I am in my summer wear. Hey, I, I know, it's, it's, it's funny to think about. <laughs> All right, anything else we need to know? Mm, yeah, I think that's pretty that much. We, can, we yeah. can mention the website that is... Uh, that did this survey just to plug their... Oh, sure. It's down at the bottom of the page, if it'll scroll for me. Okay, uh, there is actually one other thing to know. On this podcast, I think we've had five women either as regular uh, 
regular members or guests on here. Mm-hmm. Which two? <laughs> What's that? Uh, <laughs> is that a denial thinks, from you? All right, Mad Cat. Methinks thou doth protest too much. <laughs> well, she didn't protest oh, at all. <laughs> so the site that did the survey was sugarcookie.com. Apparently, I have no Sugar idea if they're any good. Well, sugar. Cookie. It depends on if they add vanilla or not. <laughs> Sounds I about prefer, right. I prefer the Snickerdoodle myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next so we've subject. Got, we've got a second uh, <laughs> masturbation we, related. We Did you guys watch this video? Yeah, I have. I just found out it about before the show. Okay, it's a little disturbing, isn't it? So, of course, I mean, it, it's not really surprising. So, the, this guy took a um, he took two videos. He took a, I guess we should say he's an ex Jehovah's Witness, and he took two videos and he took samples of both the videos. And one was a video directed at uh, women, and one directed at men. So these are these are Jehovah's Witness anti masturbation videos that that he, he's given us a sample of. And I I'd like to see the whole videos because the 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 pieces that he put in here are quite disturbing i mean it, it started but it but it's nothing surprising it's yeah. the it's the usual slut shaming uh you know don't tempt men types of stuff uh, uh you know uh, from the from the female side and then then the male side is you know you, the the typical you know demons are going to get in your penis thing you're gonna get your penis thing? <laughs> yeah it, it does say you know the devil's out there to get you he's tempting you he's, you know he's the one behind it all the reason you masturbate apparently is because the devil wants you to Right. Got to remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God hates it for something. I masturbate because of the devil. Oh, devil. <laughs> <sighs> for some reason, even though it's not in the Bible, God hates it that you masturbate. Well, I mean, there's there's spilling. I guess it's just the spilling seed thing, right? It was, it was one instant where the guy did it specifically to defy God. That's the only time there was any problem with masturbation. Right. The rest of the Bible, it's not an issue. So... The, the fact that, that that religions try to claim masturbation is some kind of sin, you will find it nowhere in the Bible. It's not mentioned. It's not brought up. It's not an issue. Oh, they have a Patreon but, page. But that it is in Monty Python and the Meaning of Life. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it, it's but it is the typical um, control people through their sexuality play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much the whole idea behind it. I think is. That's the only reason why it's an issue. Ah, the old control people through their sexuality trick. Right. So the the gentleman who created the video is Lloyd Evans, and I've seen some other stuff that he did, and he's he has been speaking out about um you know his coming out of Jehovah's essentially, which is, and yeah, so he's got a whole um uh, he's got a whole Patreon here, which I didn't know about till just now. So, so that's cool. Ooh, there's a rebuttal. There is. What's the rebuttal? Ah, uh, hold on a second. Is the rebuttal to this? Yeah, Pillowgate rebuttal. Oh, really? Uh, Can you sum it up for us? Uh, let me see. Cedar's vlog. Hold on a sec. I'll give you the link here as well. So Howard sent us this. Mm. Um, but I have seen other stuff by Lloyd Evans. I think he's got a YouTube as well. There you go. Oh, he's English. It, oh, wait. Oh, it's oh, it's a two-hour rebuttal. No, it's two wow. minutes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Wait. Two no, minutes. it is. It's two hours. It's two hours. Is it two hours? Is this that's Pillowgate rebuttal? Yeah. Wow. So it's two, oh, what? Oh, yeah, that's two hours. Two hours. Wow. Wait, but, th- wait. Yeah, yeah, okay. Wow. 
he really has lots to say about it. <laughs> That's just gonna autoplay. Wait a second. The John Cheater channel. John Cedars? Did I find John someone Cedars? Really... No, John Cedars, yeah. Comedian humorist about Jehovah's Witnesses. No, this is this is him. This is the guy who made the original video. So it's not a rebuttal to the to the videos that he made. It's a it's a rebuttal to I, I'm guessing that's a rebuttal to the Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay, it's the full one because even said yeah, 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 yeah. It's the full okay. thing. This is so this is this is the whole thing that I okay. So this is okay. So this is the this, this is whole the whole breakdown shebang. of the two videos that. Ah, wait a minute. It. Wait a minute. Okay. So he's he's goes by the name of Lloyd Evans, but he's also got the name of of John Cedar. John John Cheater. Cedar Cedar. <laughs> yeah, John okay. Cheater would be better, but yeah, John Cedar. Um, you know what that means. They've changed his name because he's in federal Jehovah's Witness protection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they move him to another town, all kinds of stuff. So I don't know. So there's more going on here than, okay, so this is good. So there's a lot more stuff going on here. Okay. So yeah, so John Cedars. Wait, wait. Okay. And then there's the reluctant apostle Lloyd Evans, who it's the same guy, but is he not going by Lloyd Evans? I don't know what's going on here. I'm okay. Anyway, we got the whole thing. I'm sure that it's, uh, I bet it's great, because the guy, it, I, I bet it's funny. Oh, okay. Well, that's for later, but it's two hours, so we won't be playing it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or will we? Yeah. Let's just play the entire thing in its entirety and then discuss it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, anyways, there you go. So, it, it's it's pretty disturbing, and so I can't, I'm actually excited to watch the whole thing and watch his whole his whole breakdown of it. So I, I bet, I bet, I mean, I, I'm guessing that it's pretty much a lot of the, you know, a lot more of the same, right? You would think. Who secretly leaked the elder training video. All right. See, so there's a, so he's got a lot of stuff on his Patreon. We'll, we'll put his Patreon on oh, here as well. Oh, this is Kim Mickey. Okay. Completely different. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get it all. We'll, we'll, we'll put those resources. All right. So did Jesus masturbate into the Shroud of Turin or how did they get the DNA? Um, that's actually kind of discussed in this article <laughs> is, you know, they're, they're, this guy is, um, this guy's a humorist. And I got this from, from Howard, but he's talking about the, uh, about the concerns inherent in the attempt to clone Jesus. Yes. Um, you know, they're basically talking about the fact that any cells that he would have left in the shroud of Turin would be incorrupt, which means they would not, uh, they would, they would not decay. Um, but wait, aren't they what dead you, cells? What, huh? Didn't you say they were dead cells? Uh, apparently not. Uh, okay. That's actually covered in here too, because he's talking about the fact that if Jesus was resurrected, that would tend to indicate if all of his cells were incorrupt, that all of his cells were also resurrected at the same time. Huh? Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm with Medkit on that. <laughs> I don't follow. Uh, skin cells die. Well, yeah, but, but not. Jesus is incorrupt skin cells. That's the thing. Um, you know, basically this guy is commenting on it's not going to be a particularly, particularly rich source of Jesus cells. Okay. It would have had only brief, weak contact with the body and probably contains more cells from passing pilgrims and holy men. You're more likely to res- resurrect some 15th century priest who is not going to be very happy with the high expectations. You keep saying some so, guy, but this some guy is P.Z. Myers. Okay. Do you not know who this is? I guess not. From the Feringula Wait, P- blog? PZ My- Myers is saying something about resurrecting Jesus? Yeah, this is from I the Feringula blog. He's, he's yeah. commenting on the uh he's commenting on a billionaire's 
Uh, a billionaire-funded Christian organization is currently working to clone Jesus Christ after obtaining DNA from the Shroud of Turin. Two years uh, ago. Yeah, two years ago, which basically is saying that now Jesus is going to be in the terrible twos. Yes. But um, I really love the uh, – I am intrigued by the notion of incorrupt cells from Jesus lurking in the Shroud. Does this imply that all of the, for instance, shed skin cells from Jesus were also brought back to life? What about toenail clippings? Does the site of Jesus' barbershop contain still living hair and follicle cells creeping around in the dust of the cellar? Are the independent cells still crawling about like like amoeboid Jesai? <laughs> Cloning does not create the same Person. being. Right, right. Even if you could clone, even if you could take those those cells, grow them, and create a clone, it would not be the same person. Right, <laughs> and exactly. even if the shroud of and even if the shroud of Turin wasn't a huge fraud. Right, even if it wasn't yep. that. Right. Uh, I guess I guess he'd be a re-savior rather than a repet. So, it, so nobody, they, nobody's seen this. <sighs> so the the project is called it's the Jesus Clone Project. Is that right? Yep. And clone the uh, the intention is to implant a fertilized egg into a virginal uh, virginal woman who is volunteered of her own accord, who will then bring the baby Jesus to a to a second virgin birth. Yes. The, there you go. Uh, so uh, it said that, in, but it said that they would that they would have done this by 2016, which means now that he would be two, right? Yep. It is what he was he's saying here. So clearly, it it it, it either didn't work, or we haven't heard about it. Yep. Yeah. So PC Myers is a uh, is a biologist. Okay. And he's done he's done a lot of really cool, and and he likes to debate creation. <laughs> so okay, what else we got here? Well. Oh, so we've yes, we've got uh, this article. It says um, a, U, a YouTuber who claimed that being vegan cured her cancer has died from cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just way too. Mm. <laughs> so who are who is this YouTuber? Um, Mary Lopez, who did a um, vlog uh with uh her mother wasn't it no i think it's her aunt liz aunt okay yeah yeah aunt liz no liz is her niece who made the video liz is the niece mari's the, aunt. the, aunt? the vlogging duel yeah yeah later says liz johnson who made videos with her aunt marie doubled down her beliefs so um so the aunt's the one that had the the cancer okay all right okay so marie is the aunt yes yeah, marie's, marie's the aunt, aunt. Uh, okay, okay. We're, we're nothing here if not accurate <laughs> okay, well, yeah, so, so yeah. Oh, juicer. Okay, yeah. go Marie apparently claimed that her stage four, four cancer was healed by juicing and raw vegan diet and prayer and prayer yeah, and prayer. Of course, can't forget the prayer because that makes all the difference. We know that with the school shootings. Now. It also cured uh, her and gay she lifestyle. Cured it within ninety days. Yeah, my guess is that she just uh, assumed she was cured. Well, but, and didn't go back to the doctor or anything. That's how these things sometimes oh, happen. Oh, and her renewed faith and diet even pushed her to renounce her lesbian sexuality. Yeah, so, yep, it, cured her, so it cured her of her gay lifestyle as well. But this is, I mean, but here, the thing that, I don't know, there's a couple of things that are, and, you know, they were they were clearly using this to make money, right? Because they weren't yeah. on, actually, they weren't, they're calling her a YouTuber, but she wasn't on YouTube. It was on Vimeo behind a paywall. So people were paying money to get to these videos. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, and plus, I'm sure they were getting some sort of uh, some sort of I'm not going to say kickback, but some sort of incentive to to mention certain juicers 
and juices. Yeah, and then so it was uh, it was uh, some sort of what ginger something juice. What was it? Ginger ginger lemon something. Ginger lemon lemon juice. ginger blast. There we go. But apparently, okay, I love this quote. Um, from this is from the niece uh, talking about the aunt. She was following a raw vegan lifestyle, a raw vegan style diet. My family is not familiar with that style of living. What happened was, as Marie was living with my mom, my mom started to tell her that she needed to eat meat now. She said it was okay to use things that she didn't want to use. My aunt was very against the microwave because of cancer-causing issues, and my oh. mom would cook her things using the microwave. That's why she got cancer again and died. Apparently. Right. Well, not only that. So, so right. the kind of kind of um, the Liz is kind of blaming her mother. It sounds like, according to Liz, yeah. this led to Mari giving into her mom my mom would buy her burgers and things like that um and she didn't want to eat but she didn't want to eat but after a while she just was she was just after a while she was just a while she was just was just okay with it okay maybe that's maybe it's not just me (laughs) so after a while she just i guess she just gave in and started eating but and also it says that the mom wanted her to get conventional therapy right and and probably I, I would I would suspect, of course I don't know for sure, that the mom probably was trying to give her anything to put weight on her because I imagine, yeah. that, you know, and cancer would have been taking away an awful lot of. You would think, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. trying to. And it's definitely interesting to see them trying to connect a vegan diet with prayer because the Bible itself doesn't suggest anything like that. The Bible itself very much goes into eating meats and how. Cattle are basically there for man to eat them. Right, and God is really into burnt offerings too, right? Yeah, so, Cain and Abel. So yeah, Cain exactly. So mm-hmm. it so the the whole thing is very interesting. But you know, in, in the end, she she believes Liz that if her mother if her mother not interfered and in that she had maintained her vegan lifestyle, that she of course would have been cured. But but there's nothing you know, never do they indicate that a doctor said that they were cleared cured she just claimed that she was cured from what yeah. i can tell and even watching the video as far as i did and i didn't watch them all it, it they never they never say anything about a doctor that i'm aware of uh, maybe they do later in the video but uh, yeah like to like dumbass said they, she probably just thought she was cured yeah she just assumed she was cured and decided to like have that little uh, mental happy place where she could uh be uh, mentally cancer free right but here's I don't want to dog too much on the vegan diet because if you can do it and be healthy, have at it, right? Well, that's not what this is about, right? Right. This, it, this is just yeah. A, a vegan diet is not magic. No, not at all. It, it it's not. And and in fact, actually, I think, a vegan diet is incredibly difficult. I, it is incredibly mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of discipline, which I do not possess, and it takes a lot of. Um, over time, you have to make a lot of adjustments because you'll find that in, in a lot of cases, things aren't working for you the way they used to work for you. And you'll have to find new sources that work for you the way you way you need to get the nutrition. I think it also mm-hmm. helps to have four stomachs. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I put the next thing that I put in here um, is uh, I, I listened to the um, Adam Rune's Everything podcast. Uh, husband number seven, did you know that Adam Rooms Everything had a podcast? <laughs> I do now. Mm, Mac do is now. husband yep. number seven because I was seven <laughs> last week and then you demoted me to eight. Mac is seven. 
I'm cuter. But, like you're calling me husband number seven. So no, am I'm calling, I your no, husband number no, seven I'm calling now, Mac or? number seven because you you labeled him number seven. Ah, okay. So you're talking to Mac. I'm okay. talking to Mac. You demoted me to eight. You get because I'm because than you are, Brian. Rip, he only because you watched because you said you watched the show first. He, oh, this is a disaster. Okay, Brian. Yeah. Keep complaining. You're going down to nine. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, the Adam- who are these other husbands? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who are these other husbands? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know. <laughs> well, that's the that's the kicker is he doesn't have any other husbands. We're just seven and eight because arbitrary reasons. Well, we're we're likely <laughs> to be seven and nine before this is over. <laughs> anyway, so um, they they're talking I, about. Wait, wait, wait! Oh. Don't do that, dumbass! I cannot be seven of nine. I can't <laughs> carry off the body. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, and the, the podcast went speechless. Yeah, exactly. It's done. It's over. Um, <laughs> what the, what they do in the podcast is they take people that were on the show and they they bring them back for a longer interview. And the person that they brought back was a person doing research on the placebo uh, on placebos and and the placebo effect. And it was very it was very interesting. Um. What they're doing, I think this is a Harvard researcher, um, to investigate how to basically use the placebo effect. And one of the things that, the reason I, I put it in here is because I, a lot of times we, we spend a lot of time, you know, talking what about are, how these uh, alternative medicines are. What are they recommending as a dosage for placebo? Yeah, that, 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 that's part of that's part of the issue, right? There, there's no dose I'm for think, placebo. I'm thinking about asking my daughter, my, my doctor, to increase my dose. All I'm the, using it to treat my yeah. hypochondria. All they're doing here is, okay. <laughs> is is that they're suggesting the use of placebos to make people feel better, and and like they say, and and there's also issues with with some of these products that they're putting on the market that aren't beating or, or that they can't beat the placebo effect, right? So cancer research is not one of those areas, right? Because we don't have you know a placebo isn't going to have a lot of effect on cancer, but on pain it it really can. So. If somebody is getting a certain therapy for cancer and they're also doing Reiki and they feel better after the Reiki, the idea is that go ahead and do it. Does the acupuncture make you feel better? Great. Is it objectively doing anything? Probably not. But as long as you're doing these other treatments, it doesn't matter. But the issue comes, and like with the vegan diet, that if you stop doing your other therapies in favor of these alternatives, that's where the problem comes in. So using you know, in conjunction is, is, you know, can be okay. You know, the thing of it is, the pl- placebo can be effective on cancer if it's used correctly. It's, it's not that you have to convince the person that the placebo works. It's that you have to convince the cancer cells that the placebo works. <laughs> and that's the tricky part. Yeah. Uh, if you're not feeling good, just have bacon. <laughs> now, I, I support that. Bacon fixes everything. And Sydney believes that as well. five minutes. <laughs> it's not a placebo effect, really, people. <laughs> I just think that we, we probably need to be, you know, careful when we're talking about these alternatives. I mean, some of them are probably objectively dangerous, like the drinking of bleach and the bleach enema is probably uh, right. there's probably some danger there, right? But Reiki, which I believe is total nonsense, might make people somebody feel better in right. conjunction with their other treatments. So I guess have at it, right? And and there's a certain thing to say that if you can find ways to reduce your stress levels, that will help you heal. And maybe mm-hmm. that and Reiki might, so, might do that. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. So it could be a good 
additive to your what is being done, but don't take it as a single. Right. The danger is promoting it as an alternative therapy. Exactly. And you know when when you're sick and stuff like uh you you kind of like worry about like every single thing that goes on in your body like and your like especially if you got some sort of condition you're like set, checking how you feel all the time and like I'm feeling a little bit this way and like if does that mean anything and I guess there's a lot of uncertainty there and so when people come along with this saying oh uh this kind of diet will help you feel a lot better that that kind of certainty um, is uh, is something that I think you yearn for in that kind of situation. It is, and yeah. that's where that placebo effect becomes in play. Because if somebody is that confident about something, you 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 will th- you can build off of that confidence, right? And it may actually make you feel better, right? Yeah. So so that the um, so they're finding that the placebo effect can be a lot stronger, and and you know the idea is to show doctors how they can do a better job using it as well. To make their to make their parent patients feel better while still giving them objective treatments that we know work. So uh, so I just I think it's I just thought it went well with the with the whole you know vegan cancer thing. Yeah. All right. I wouldn't be able to go vegan. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going vegan myself. I, no. I couldn't go vegetarian. Like okay. Have and you guys? My, I. Ryan could attest to that. I hate vegetables. <laughs> he does hate vegetables. This I'm is not, true. I, there's not very many vegetables I will eat. I eat vegetables. Like. And I'll probably get cancer. So, there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm allergic to shellfish and most seafood, too. So, Teacher reportedly assaults student who wouldn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I should have put this in the jackass segment of the week, huh? So a mm, sounds uh, like a jackass thing, all right. Yeah. So a Boulder teacher who was a fitness teacher, uh, uh, apparently uh, had a student that would not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, and uh, you know it, it's not unclear exactly what she did, but clearly she uh, did something to you know make the make the kids stand up, grab mother's shirt for the shirt or whatever, and is uh, they have not have no charges have been filed currently. But it's being investigated, and you know this whole thing just drives me. Grabbed him by the shirt. Um, That's not as bad as they've done to. Well, yeah, it could be worse, right? Um, but but it's still it's inappropriate for the teacher to do that. Number yes. one, and number two, uh, kids do not have to stand for the pledge. Mm, they had they have, they shouldn't have to, but in uh, some no, places, no, they do they... not have to. Period. End of story. There's no should. I don't know how it is in Canada, but here in the United States. Jehovah's Witnesses have already taken care of this for us. This has already gone mm. to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has said that they that you cannot that you cannot force a child to stand for the pledge, and you cannot call them out for not standing uh, uh, for the pledge. Is they sit there respectful and quiet, you are instructed to just move on. Period. Well, well you I mentioned don't... Uh, you don't know how it is in Canada. Well, we don't have a pledge of allegiance in Canada. <laughs> no, we have O Canada that we well, used yeah. to stand Just, up for. That's the, the national anthem, which okay. we both have, both our countries have. Yep. But I don't know if that's a big thing now or not because I'm not in school and I don't have kids who are in I don't have kids, so... When I was in school, it was just uh, stand for the national anthem and then have a moment of silence and then sit down. Yep, yeah. And we used to have that at uh, theaters, too, where you went in the theater and before the movies come on, they do the uh, national anthem. Huh. Wow. Never had that in theaters, just for sporting events. Yeah. But I've actually always kind of had a problem with 
forcing the kid to even say the Pledge of Allegiance. Because you're basically saying, okay, you guys don't know what you're making a pledge about, but we want you to make it anyways. And um, so respect for it, even though, you know, I, I honestly can think no back clue. to grade school. I had no yeah. idea what I was saying or what it meant. You know, I was, but they were telling me I had to make a pledge to, um, you know, the United States because I have to make that pledge. I wasn't given a choice. And it's like, well, that kind of kills the whole idea, doesn't it? Don't you? Wouldn't you rather educate them? Say, listen, th- this is the pledge you're making. If you think it is, you know, if if you want to make it, make it. If you don't, don't. By forcing you to make it, that makes it actually weaker. Yeah, I agree. But you, you've, but the thing of it is. Our education system was designed to educate uneducated workers mm. and educate them only enough to obey what and do what they were told. Okay, so well, that's this, a- yeah, so this is false patriotism and yeah. and it's piety, right? It's it's encouraged piety to to this to the United States, oh, which yeah. which is one of the reasons mm-hmm. that the Jehovah's Witnesses had a huge problem with it. Yeah, no, I agree with that fully. And so, what we agree with the Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, That's I know. The, the, it, interesting. It, 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 it feels very <laughs> wait about, weird. Wait a moment. We have agreed with the whatever group uh, going against that lady for her belief in not uh, not giving people the right to have same sex marriages. When the uh... you're talking about Kim Davies. Oh, we're talking no. about yeah. we're what? talking about. Uh... You're talking about the uh, Westboro Baptist Church right. and their right. We have we've agreed with them to a point. <laughs> to a point. Now we're yeah. agreeing <laughs> to a with point. the Jehovah's Witness. What's going on here? <laughs> so, well, it's it's the blind <laughs> fallacy. So th- this is some people are starting to be somewhat yeah. reasonable. So this is becoming every so a often bigger these problem. Groups can get it right. <laughs> yeah. I, every every well, even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Here's the thing: is that we may we may <laughs> disagree with their reasons, right? Ultimately, mm-hmm. I I think that that they're right that nobody should have to stand for the pledge. And I why why are we doing the pledge anyway? It 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 really it really is worthless. It is. Oh, why do we make people stand for the national anthem? I, I don't know. I don't know. I you know it it it's this false patriotism. And if you don't, oh, that person didn't stand, right? Then everybody yep. knows. So you're not patriotic. Exactly. So. And, and why is patriotism so highly regarded anyway? I don't know. I think, I think patriotism is a terrible thing myself. I, I, I tend to agree. Um, and so what's why, why do we even have them stand for the national anthem? That's just I think has nothing to do with the national yeah. anthem or, or anything. Yeah. I think informed patriotism is a good thing. I do, too. Yes. I agree with right. that. I agree with that. But well, that's not what this is. When you don't know what's going on, that's different. Yeah. Well, at the scouting functions, we open with the Pledge of Allegiance. I would edit it to say what I wanted to say about it. I, I, you know, <laughs> yes. Seriously, I, I I would leave out the stuff that I didn't agree with, such as I would under just God. Not say anything. I leave out the under God. I go back to the original yeah. pledge. Same here. Yeah. And I don't make a big deal you, about you it. Know, but... You know that there are scout leaders listening to this podcast, and they're going to send a squad for your eagle. You're going to have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that could happen, couldn't it? Could could they come for your eagle? I, I actually don't know. Don't know. Um, I'm not sure how that all works. There was a whole thing of e- eagles returning the um, eagle badges because they were upset with scouts, but I don't think that scouts could legitimately undo your eagle on you. Okay. I don't know. So, Well, um, I'm quite sure you don't want them coming for your eagle. Because you know the, the school that your kids went to, Ian, or go to, they don't. They never did the pledge. 
right? right. I, I never did the yeah. pledge in school. It was never a thing. Down here, it's, of course, a big thing. You right. know, I, I mean, because we're, I'm in an overly pious state to begin with. And so I've had, and my kids have opted not to stand for the pledge. And I've had two incidents with that I that I wasn't sure how it was going to go with teachers. Luckily, they they backed off and went away. But we did. But both times we've we've told the teacher, well, we've sent them the information from the Supreme Court, right? And Good. and that's the last we've heard of it, unfortunately. But that's not how that's not everywhere down here in Texas because there are a couple cases in court right now, and and there is a, there are many more cases than I would have thought about this. You know where 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 teachers are overstepping their bounds, um, and you know you and you read the comments. Um, on the what was it from the news four piece that I put up? Did I not? Oh, I didn't put that up here. Anyway, no. there was a news, you know, a news four from Colorado had, and you know these, you, you know these Republicans, uh, you know that are you know talking about the, the you know the alt left and all of this, and it, it's not even an alt left issue. It really isn't. This is an issue of assault, number one, and number two, it's an issue of the law. And she, so this, so this teacher broke the law in two ways: assaulted right. a student. Well, and force you them know, to, to do something to, that they didn't want to. To to uh, you know, kind of make an make an apology here. The it's very possible that these teachers who were trying to force people to do the Pledge of Allegiance were raised that way, and they may not know the law. Well, but here's the thing: is that 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 the the district in the article they've said we we have a you know we we have a. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is, but that, that that a child can sit or stand for the play. It's in their bylaws or whatever that you know because because it's our this is a settled issue, and so and Matt, they should know. Um, the, a general consensus is not ignorance of the law does not allow you to break it. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it does. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that it may not be malice on the part of these teachers. It may be ignorance. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, matter. I don't think that... It doesn't justify I don't, it. doesn't matter. I don't think the lady should have grabbed the kid. I definitely don't think she should have grabbed the kid and tried to force the kid to stand or whatever happened. But, you know, to try to, you know, the, in the case of your teachers telling your daughters to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, then you send the law over there. It may not be malice. It may be that's how they were raised. When I went to elementary school, we said the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. But you didn't have I was to. on... You did I, not I have to. Freaking, I was on freaking flag duty. So here, but here's the question: Is it you didn't have I, to? And, and did you know you didn't have to? I didn't know. I didn't so have why? To. Why didn't you know? Because because no one told them. Because nobody because nobody tells you. And they told us we had to say it exactly, and you didn't. And so it's it, it's it's I don't know. The whole thing is ridiculous. The pledge is ridiculous. Enforcing kids to say it, and they should know that that. Okay, I mean, I'm going to take issue here, uh, Brian. The pledge, the pledge isn't ridiculous. If you're saying the pledge because you mean it, it's not ridiculous. Okay. But forcing, you know, having people say the pledge when they don't know what they're saying, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. I think uh, making the pledge, even yeah. if you mean it, is ridiculous. I do too. I think it's totally ridiculous because it does, it, it's absolute piety that does nothing. What good is it? You know, I have no problem with pie eating. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer but, cheese bake, cheesecake. Cheesecake's best. Yeah. yeah. But most of the actions that we're told show our patriotism are the same kind of thing. They really don't mean anything, and they're just for show. And a lot of people feel better about it because, hey, look, I'm patriotic because I wave the flag and say the Pledge of Allegiance and stand for the national anthem. I must be patriotic. It's like, okay, what do you do to actually back up the beliefs 
that the country were founded on. That's to right. me more important. It's it's but, just like praying. It does nothing and it's pointless. Just like people who go to church and say, "Oh, I am so good because I went to church," but come back out and do not act like what yeah. they are supposed to according to right. their religion. It, it's just a way of showing everybody else, "Look at how pious I am." Agreed. That's all. It, that's all it accomplishes. Saying those words does nothing. I don't know. But if I you believe to. it, that's a different thing. If you don't, or if whether you're you believe it or not, to, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't it's, do it, like anything. Prayers. Even if you believe prayer works, it doesn't do anything. I do like what in the Ferengula article that I put in here, the last sentence, students who stand against the re- the ritual, ritual like the pledge, are displaying far more understanding of their freedom than the kids who mm-hmm. say the pledge without even giving it a second thought. Yeah. Well, the ones who say the pledge without a second thought are the ones who assume they have to. <laughs> there you go. And All that's right. the thing. Let's move on to something more fun. Woo! So we covered an article way it's this was how long ago was this Matt? this was back this was podcast 14 14 so this was a, so and so oh. this is a, this is just recently so triceratops and torosaurus dinosaurs two species not one so what is this mac um basically when we talked about this back on episode 14 they had some scientists had come to the conclusion that because of the similarity in shape with only slight differences that the Taurosaurus was the adult version of the Triceratops. It has the same it has the same shaped frill, except it has a couple of hollows in the frill on the back of the neck. There are still differences in there. Yeah. But and... they had come to the conclusion that because they saw the beginnings of those hollows on a triceratops, that that's what was going on. But the the researchers at Yale University have been examining the fossils and they don't they say that they don't support that theory. They looked at 35 different specimens ascribed to both species, and they were able to look at a variety of ages of both specimens mm-hmm. and determine that there was enough significant differences that the Triceratops and the Torosaurus were distinct. Well, just looking at it myself, I can see that the beak on the Triceratops has kind of a angle down, and the beak on the Torosaurus, the beak angle is more uh, horizontal, and then yeah, it actually, at the very uh, end, it has a little lip. Right, but they're saying as that an age, the Triceratops actually looks more parrot-like, and the Torosaurus looks more raptor-like. Exactly. Right, but that what they're saying, but better. what their point is that they that they're thinking as it ages that that those are the that that is the morphology that changes or are some of those features, um, um, and and they go back and one of the issues they say is that that they don't have any transitional species or transitions between them, and of course the people who wrote the paper claim that they have that they have quite a few, and right. so it so it goes on it it isn't like um it it's settled now it hasn't been accepted that that is true right. The, um, but the people who are making this claim continue to, to you know, to push on that saying that, the, you know, that they have um, that they have sufficient evidence to for their hypothesis. Well, this is just another this is just another sentence in the conversation here. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But, you know, the the thing of it is, it's it's pretty well, pretty well recognized and accepted at this point that birds descended from dinosaurs. Right. And there's a lot of bird like characteristics. The. The Triceratops 
was one of the first dinosaurs that actually started to show signs of that beak. Um, what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is that you can have two different parrots living in extremely close proximity to each other, but, and, but they are different species. They are close, but they're different coloration, and they have different behaviors. Mm-hmm. Right, but here's the thing is that what, the advantage that we have with birds is that we have DNA. We have no DNA yeah. here, and, and 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 that's what ultimately I think you would need to settle to settle this because they could be right, right? It is possible that as as the Triceratops ages, that the holes develop in in um you know in that back plate, and that the beak changes. They they could and be the right. Front, it's the well, they, I think they'd have to have a a bones. range of DNA. Well, I mean, we we could look at we could look at DNA from a Triceratops and look at from a Torosaurus, and then we 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 would be able to tell if you know, like the mitochondria matched up and stuff like that. I mean, there'd be we'd be able to tell if they were the same species at that point. I think. Mad Cat, you were asking about if that if that front form is that front horn was false. Well, um, but that, no, I I'm not saying the front horn being false, but looking at that consideration as well as they grow up, then they'd be losing that horn. There is a species of birds that has vestigial fingers on its wings. As an as a hatchling, oh, but yeah. loses them as it goes to an adult. Interesting. Uh, yeah, they're um, okay. So that's not so much of a difference there. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. They use the the environment that they're in. They use the vestigial fingers for climbing when they're young, but mm-hmm. they lose the need for them when they're older. And I can't remember the name of the bird, but I'll find it. Um, this bird is also distinctive in the fact that. It is the species of bird that no predator wants to eat more than once. <laughs> really? Okay, I, I've heard of hmm. what, that would be. Uh, what I like about this conversation okay, is that it's, it, the, it's the Watsin, H-O-A-T-Z-I-N. And the reason that they do not eat, that the predators won't eat one more than once is because poisonous. it's, no, they're not poisonous, but they're, they have incredibly foul flesh. They stink. Oh. Hmm. So I want to bring this back now to the episode where we talked about uh, uh, those uh, erotic novels about dinosaur sex. Is there <laughs> any such? <laughs> Just will we, will we find such novels we know about they don't have long arms? enough arms. Oh man. Oh, these are interesting looking. If it birds. didn't, if it didn't come back to that, I don't they're, think it would be successful. <laughs> they're very interesting birds. So, so what I what I really like about about this whole conversation is that I, I mean it, I think that it's probably for, right now it right now they're considered two distinct species right the, if these people mm-hmm. persevere and and are able to change minds that that's great but this is how science works yeah. right mm-hmm. here the, the, this is well it is it's... this is that they go back and forth they present their they present their you know their their evidence either way and and they have and I'm sure that these researchers <clears throat> researchers that don't don't you know that they, they, they disagree with each other. But that's why they're having this conversation. I, I just think it's it's awesome that I mean, it, and I and you know, like I have no um, invested inter, you know, in no investment in whether or not they're they're two species or one, right? It, it ultimately right. doesn't doesn't matter to me. It you know either either way that that it you know that is settled is, is cool. The, the more the more you know we look at this stuff, the more information we have, the more we know. It's great. 
So That's I, right. I, I and like the thing is, kind of is that they don't take it as an attack on themselves. They no. take it as, okay, let's check this out and let's find out the information. What information are you giving me? Okay, this is the information I have. And it's worked back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it's awesome. Whereas <laughs> a lot of people expect debate to actually be um, <clears throat> against each other. It's not a factor of against each other. It's a factor of trying to find the proper information to both. Yeah. Both you, won't, you won't find somebody, you know, saying that my learned colleagues information is wrong. Plus he has a pimply nose. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But both sides of this just want to just want the information to be as accurate as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to investigate all of these different, you know, these different facets to make sure that you're not missing something. It's, it's, and that's and, why you look at all the different, um, samples that you currently have throw a quick plug in here by the way the uh the best book i have ever read about dinosaurs was a book called the dinosaur heresies by dr robert backer and you would really like it it's actually the best scientific text i have ever read in my life it he 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 makes it entertaining but he also talks about um he he will go into detail He'll, he'll give you the, the prevailing theory, and then he'll give you his theory, and then he'll explain why he believes his theory is correct. Hmm. And a lot of it has to do with uh, skeletal evidence such as muscle attachment points right? and comparison to modern animals. Yeah. My my favorite dinosaur book is called uh, Taken by T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> dinosaur erotica. My, it's my favorite dinosaur and, book. And, of course – Jurassic Park is frightening after In dark. The dark. <laughs> All the dinosaurs are running wild. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotta love Weird Al. Yep. <laughs> so now I'm going to be starting on my <clears throat> new book, Taken by the Taurosaurus. <laughs> T- uh, it's taken by, oh, you could, uh, there's, a, there's also, also Ravaged by T Rex. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I actually was trying to figure out how to write one of those, and it's just not my style because. Yeah, there's money there. Oh, I could write one. T-Rex Troubles. Yeah, Project X 572. Uh, by the way, before Black Panther today, we saw the uh, trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. Uh-huh. And I leaned over to Sam and I said, I want a baby Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam said, you have one. No, she said, you already have one. <laughs> <laughs> Or two. <laughs> she was not wrong. All right. Well, you have one answering or saying the same thing as us here. So, <laughs> teacher, no, in yeah, you- okay. she was talking about Tango. He, one of his nicknames, her nickname for him specifically is Monster. Okay. Oh. Teacher in Utah fired after showing students classic painting containing nudity. Although the headline's a bit misleading. She actually, the, the teacher didn't show the students the on painting. <clears throat> So basically, um, the elementary school, what, Cassay Valley in Utah, um, the fifth and sixth graders were told to go to the library, find artwork, look at it, and um, in order to do a um, exercise on st- color study. So they went to the school library, and they found um, postcards in the library that were part of the library's collection. To and they looked through them, and in that postcard collection were surprise surprise nudes because wow. uh, who would ever think that a collection of artwork would contr- have nudes within it well wow. they were they were french postcards <laughs> i see that woman bum 
<laughs> so um when the teacher found out um the teachers did the response and said okay yeah let's not deal with those but then talk to the class about it saying listen you know artwork does have nude in it artwork in itself will make people uncomfortable at times because that's kind of the um idea of art is not everyone's supposed to be able to appreciate art the same and yes art trying to make some people uncomfortable there's a legitimate logical conversation to have with kids dealing with stuff like that um but for the most part said you know go home talk to your parents about this well somehow in the article it, it doesn't say what the parents felt was inappropriate but some parents came back saying that how the teacher approached the issue was inappropriate and how did he approach the issue? That's what I, I don't understand. Yeah, it, it doesn't really say anywhere in the article. What we got sounds like he did the right thing, it, especially yeah. talking about art. You're an art teacher. The kids are looking at works of art and saying, hey, wait a minute. Uh, I'm told this is um, inappropriate and it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, okay, yes, that happens in art, in which case put the postcard away. Don't look at it. Um, you know, Talk to your parents about you know, why you had issues with it, stuff like that. To me, I, that sounds like what the teacher's supposed to do. A kid was exposed to something they didn't care for. The teacher didn't initially say, look at this, look at this, look at this. And the teacher explained to him, it exists and um, it's going to happen. You're going to see it if you go to a museum and stuff. But then said, talk to your parents about it. Nothing in anything, any level of that sounds like the teacher did anything wrong. Right. Yeah, that, there's, there's probably something... more than one. There's probably more than one side to this, though, too. Now, one of the problems is we're looking at Utah. Yeah, and we know Utah is a strongly, strongly religious state, so that definitely could play a larger role in this. But the there... teacher itself was um, administrative leave, um, and they're looking into it. So uh, the one thing that's sticking out in my mind here, like I was under the impression that it could be difficult to fire a teacher. Uh, because of the teachers' union. And what wouldn't the teachers' union have something to say about this? You know, teachers' unions are not as strong as they used to be. At least they're still there, and, and maybe yeah, may, you might be right. But I suspect, because down here it says um, that the, the sheriff isn't prosecuting because it's not pornography. So so, right. so, so, as, so as far as any legal action, there, there will be none. And I, I well, one thing there, the legal action couldn't be against the teacher— because the teacher didn't expose them, it would have to be against the school itself. That's the other thing where some of this legal action would come in. The teacher did not expose them to it. It was in the school library. So the school is the one at fault for possessing the material. But yeah, it's not pornographic, although apparently the FBI has confiscated the postcards, oh I think it's said. And they're <laughs> examining them at great length. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get to the bottom of whether or not it's porn. What what makes it porn if you can if you can beat off to it once or twice or three times? <laughs> Go, at, at what point do you have to get bored of it? You know. To, uh, but I mean, this is one of those things that makes me feel like these kids are being overly protected if they're exposed to yeah, artwork. The name and I'm saying because they're nudie. Have they never been to an art museum? Then have they never been exposed to art in and of itself? In which case, but once more, this is Utah. So that might be the truth. They might have never been exposed to this kind of thing. And it might have actually been that kind of level of, oh, my God, this exists. How could it? How offensive? How evil? I it make sure I expose myself to art all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty weird how um, how we like really we, we there's this kind of societal, you know, conscious, this, this societal misunderstanding that. 
they they think that like oh if you if you show a, a child anything of a sexual nature it will somehow corrupt their mind. Yeah. That's a religious yeah, no, thing. Well, it's not even just a, yeah. it's sexual. It's just pictures of nudes. Yeah, the, the, right. Yeah. No, it's not. Nudity. Like, we 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 equate nudity and uh, sexuality. Yeah, but they're not necessarily the same thing. Right. Nudity right. in itself does not have to be sexual. Well, but we over sexual. But, but because we're over sexualizing, right? We we end up we end yeah. up with this with this problem. Right. And and this this goes back to religion. Are we over sexualizing, or are we just too worried that we're over sexualizing? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I think when you look at what um when religion has a problem with this stuff right they they would have a problem you know if you're not covered head to toe right if you gave them the chance i mean uh, showing you know we we've come a long way but i I think religion is is a big part of the problem because they are especially are over sexualizing you know i mean we look at the masturbation stuff from earlier right they they use it as a control mechanism if if it became less um I don't know. Scandalous. If it became, if it became just well, more that's, that's normal a different thing. sense of the word oversexualizing than what most people mean. I think. Well, I, I don't. I, I just. I feel like if we, if we, you know, if it was, if it was commonplace to see nude people around, that the church couldn't use that to control us. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really do feel like the U.S. is the nanny state when it, especially when it comes to to this kind of stuff. Gun violence, not not so much. Right. We're we're okay with gun violence, but man, if, if there's a nude person on TV. The whole society is oh, going to break down. Yeah, well, the Janet Jackson nipple slip. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that, that was not that big of a deal. You really didn't see anything. But, oh, my God, there's a nipple on TV. I Stay remember talking I remember talking to, to one to one woman who um, who she, she said she was like, oh, yeah, I was watching the game with my with my son. And when it happened, uh, I was I, I just stared at him and, and he, he looked over to me and he said, what? And I, and I was and I was so relieved that he apparently he hadn't noticed it. And I'm like, yeah, you're making a lot of assumptions there. And why, why are you so worried that your your son might have seen part of a boob? Yeah. Right. Well, cripes, it was I, I can almost guarantee. That. I can almost guarantee his son's seen part of it before. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that he caught it, and he was just uncomfortable with his mom staring at him. And he's like, <laughs> what, what are you staring at me for? Yeah, and I mean, way back when, uh, like in the. 70s early 80s charo actually actually had one pop right out of her outfit while she was doing a dance for uh jerry lewis on the jerry lewis telethon and that's yeah i i could very much see that happening yeah, now I'm picturing it. yeah that's the thing the way you see, see jiggles and stuff yeah pop, that popping out would not be surprising. she had with without the top thing but i mean hey it happens whoops yeah <laughs> Well, but once again, if we weren't, I mean, to, to this, you know, this idea of over sexualized, it would it would be no big deal when that happened, except for we 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 make we we make this big deal out of it, and all of a sudden it's scandalous, right? When it when it really should be, uh, it was a boob. Let's move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, so, so I, I so I I understand what your what your point is, dumbass. That that word that that maybe it isn't over sexualized, but in these instances that you know we 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 overblow. Well, it so I, I much. guess I guess we could say that uh, people focus too much on uh, on the sexuality of it whether that co- is the same thing as over sexualizing or yeah that might be a whole other discussion altogether. huh <laughs> because uh, the main thing people usually say when they complain about over sexualizing they're ju- they're just like oh people people are using sexiness and sexuality way too much out there and just you know showing so much skin and everything and you know if people people should be a lot more modest and that's what people think 
over sexualizing is and and I'm and I'm all for that. I'm I, show <clears throat> as much skin as you like. Uh, yeah. Be, be sexual. Right, but we're know, sexual. And and, uh, and you know, don't panic if if kids see something sexual. I mean, of course. Uh, you're not going to be inappropriate and uh, introduce it to them personally. But if you find out that your kid or somebody has uh, seen some things that uh, of, of that nature, that's not a reason to panic. Yeah. Listen, well, I, actually, I kind of laughed it off when I'd catch my boys with inappropriate images on their computers or phones. It's well, like, wait, okay. But we go, we're back to that <laughs> word inappropriate. Was it inappropriate? Yeah. No, no, I, 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 certain circumstances. Sure. Our, yeah. What our society considers inappropriate. Listen, wouldn't you have been more disappointed in your boys if they weren't looking at nude porn? Oh, nude no, images? I, I, it'd be weird to me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The, the, hey, hey, let let let's uh, let's be careful. We don't want to go out down on people who are asexual. Uh, I'm sorry. You're right. I, I apologize for that. Did you just say we don't want to go down on people who are asexual? <laughs> Maybe we do want to go down on those people. <laughs> Well, they, they don't want us to go down on them. Right, okay. Right. We may still want to go down on them, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I know a couple of sexual people who I find attractive, so. I remember, uh, you know, get getting in, well, they tried to give me trouble for uh, giving a whole bunch of uh, uh, magazines to my cousin Mark, or our cousin Mark, actually. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> teachers gave me trouble, brought me out, and it's like, you know, your cousin Mark said you gave him these books. And I said, yeah, you admit it. Yeah. So well, why did you give him those books? Well, because my mother did not want my brother's porn books in the house. It was almost better with, with the bird covering up what she was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like we were censoring. <laughs> Sensory. <laughs> but yeah, I just said, you know. Mom didn't want him in the house. And it's like, why'd you give it to him? Because he wanted them. <laughs> well, you do know he looked at them in the in the school, in the classroom. And I said, I didn't know that. And if he's stupid enough to look at it in the classroom, then he's stupid enough to get in trouble for it. That's his problem, not mine. That's right. So they didn't know what to do. <laughs> so they just let me go. I once, I so, once got in trouble for uh, bringing... Uh, a couple of my uh, father's like vintage Playboy. A couple? Foot- you foot- had a freaking backpack full of them. No, no, no. Wait. Uh, you're talking about the time I, I brought them to uh, summer camp. No, I'm talking about school. <laughs> I only had a couple. But... I love the fact that I, there's more than they, one incident. They were incident. in the bottom of my bag. I didn't like my regular bag. I didn't have like a whole backpack full. Did I? Did I backpack. do that? I, I think I don't remember having a backpack full of them at summer camp. That was when you went to summer camp. Oh yeah, I you remember did. bringing some to summer camp. I didn't think I had a backpack full of them. Oh yes, you did. But you anyway, were, I, just, I you wanted to show to them to my away. to my friends. But that's <laughs> fine. I'm talking awesome. about. I'm talking about the one at school where, like, I did. I brought a couple. I showed them to some friends. But like, word got out to one of the teachers, and just before I was catching the bus, she storms out and demands I empty my bag. So I I bought Playboys from uh from a friend in junior high because his dad just had every single Playboy ever, right? And so, and I think he had. I I don't know if it was just the duplicates that he would sell, but. He would, he would go, you know, find a couple and he, he'd sell them, he'd sell them to the other boys for, you know, for, I mean, I probably paid three bucks, which is probably a really good deal for that magazine. <laughs> so, so same, same kind of thing. We had, a, we had a source. So you would have been that source. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd have given them to you. I don't know. I, I mean, think and dumbass would have been the, that source too, right? It's like, just, let's just shut her up. <laughs> <laughs> I once got in trouble for 
showing inappropriate regurgitation images to a small black bird with an orange beak. <laughs> That's uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's the note that we call it on. I thought it would be. <laughs> Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That is another one in the Triceratops' can. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at MySpace com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.